This is a reading of the Christmas Conference for the Foundation of the General Anthroposophical Society, 1923-1924. This is part 12, the continuation of the Foundation meeting on the 29th of December at 10 o'clock in the morning. Dr. Steiner. My dear friends, today our agenda begins by giving us the pleasure of the lecture by Herr Verbeck. Louis Verbeck gives his lecture on title The Opposition to Anthroposophy. Dr. Steiner. Dear friends, let us have a 15-minute break before continuing with yesterday's meeting of members. Dr. Steiner. My dear friends, let us hear again today the words which are to resound in our soul both here and later when we depart and to carry out with us what is intended here. Soul of man, thou livest in the limbs which bear thee through the world of space, in the spirit's ocean being. Practice spirit recalling in depths of soul, where in the wielding will of world creating, thine own eye comes to being within God's eye and thou wilt truly live in the world-being of man. For the father-spirit of the heights holds sway in depths of worlds begetting being. Seraphim, cherubim, thrones, let there ring out from the heights what in the depths is echoed, speaking, ex deo nasimur. Soul of man, Thou livest in the beat of heart and lung, which leads thee through the rhythm of time into the realm of thine own soul's feeling. Practice spirit awareness in balance of the soul, where the surging deeds of the world's becoming thine own eye unite with the world eye. And thou wilt truly feel in the soul-weaving of man. For the Christ will in the encircling round hold sway in the rhythms of the worlds bestowing grace on the soul. Curiotities, dunamis, exousiae, let there be fired from the east what through the west is formed speaking in Christo morimor. Soul of man, thou livest in the resting head, which from the grounds of eternity opens to thee the world thoughts. Practice spirit beholding in stillness of thought, where the eternal aims of God's world being's light on thine own eye bestow for thy free willing. And Thou wilt truly think in the spirit foundations of man. For the world thoughts of the spirit hold sway in the being of worlds craving for light. Archai, archangeloi, angeloi, let there be prayed from the depths what in the heights will be granted, speaking per spiritum sanctum revivissimus. Let us once again take hold of these words in meaningful sections, 
Here we have, and, there, and now Rudolf Steiner writes on the blackboard as he speaks, and there's a facsimile for page XVI at the bottom. He writes, Practice Spirit Recalling. What takes place in the soul of man is thus related to all being in the cosmos of spirit, soul, and body. Thus this, quote, practice spirit recalling, close quote, especially points to what is heard in the call to the seraphim, cherubim, and thrones, when the manner in which they work in the universe is characterized. Seraphim, cherubim, thrones, let there ring out from the heights what in the depths is echoed. We have the right cosmic concept when we picture in our soul how the voices of seraphim, cherubim, and thrones resound in the universal word and are heard because they find an echo in the depths of the grounds of world existence, and how what is inspired from above and what resounds from below, the universal word, emanates from seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. In the second verse we have practice spirit awareness. This is related to the second hierarchy, curiotities, dunamis, exousiae. To characterize them, we imagine their voices in the universal word, working as expressed in the words, Curiotites dynamis exusiae, let there be fired from the east where through the west is formed. The third member of man's existence is practice spirit beholding. To this we add the indication of how the third hierarchy enters with its work into the universal word. Archai, archangeloi, angeloi, let there be prayed from the depths what in the heights will be granted. Then as shown on the blackboard, reading down, practice spirit recalling, and then S-C-H-T. Let there ring out from the heights what in the depths is echoed. Practice spirit awareness, k d EX. Let there be fired from the east where through the west is formed. Practice spirit beholding A, AA, and ANG. Let there be prayed from the depths what in the heights will be granted. Here we have the opposite of the first hierarchy, in whose case the voices resound downward while their echo comes up from below. And we have here the voices heard coming from beings who pray for something from below and whose prayer is answered from the heights downward into the depths. From above downwards, from the heights toward the depths, from the encircling round, east and west, from below upwards, from the depths into the heights. My dear friends, something left over from earlier is a letter to the Vorstand of the Anthroposophical Society in Dornach from the Polish Anthroposophical Society, which has not been represented here. Quote, the working groups in Poland, Krakow, Lemberg, Warsaw, have resolved to found the Polish Anthroposophical Society. The Society shall serve the ideas of Anthroposophy by revealing the treasures of its spiritual teachings to the widest circles and by working among the Polish people in a time of destiny helping them to recognize their mission for the celebration of the laying of the foundation stone 
the newly founded Anthroposophical Society in Poland, sends to the leader and founder of the international Anthroposophical Movement, Dr. Steiner, this expression of their highest respect. The Polish Anthroposophical Society urgently requests that he may concern himself with it and not deny it his protection and guidance. For its part, it commits itself, and the final words were obscured by noise, for the Warsaw Circle, for the Lemberg Circle, for the remaining circles, Luna Drexler as their representative. Furthermore, from Köln on the Rhine, quote, For the celebration of the laying of the foundation stone in 1923, I wish you, and, and it's unclear, that the significance of this laying of the foundation stone may be revealed to all the world. With cordial greetings, Gottfried Husemann. My dear friends, I now consider that for the moment the Vorstand has put before you the main concerns that had to be brought to you. In the next few days there will still be the matter of a draft of some bylaws or rules of practice to be attached to the statutes. But now our main concern, before any other discussions, is that our dear friends should have a chance to express what they wanted to say. Here is a list of those who wish to speak or report, and I think it would be best, in order to save time, not to proceed along given lines, for if you do this you waste time, but to bring to completion what our respected dear friends have to say. So I would like to ask whether you agree that those friends who have already asked to speak should now have their say. They are Herr Leinhaus, Dr. Kalisko, Dr. Stein, Dr. Palmer, Herr Verbeck, Dr. Lairs, Miss Cross, Mademoiselle Rehuet, Mr. Collison, Frau Hart Nibrig, Herr Dehan, Herr Stibber, Herr Zegswin, Frau Lindquist, sorry, Lundquist. Dr. Voxmuth points out that these requests to speak were made at the beginning and referred to general matters, not specific themes. Dr. Steiner then let me ask for the names of those friends who now wish to say something. It is naturally necessary for the further progress of the meeting that those friends or delegates who are concerned about something should express this. So now in a comprehensive general discussion, let me ask all those who wish to do so to speak about what concerns them with regard to the Anthroposophical Society which has been founded here. Mr. Collison. Later on, could we please speak about education? Dr. Steiner, would anyone like to speak about something entirely general? If this is not the case, dear friends, then let us proceed to the discussion of more specific aspects. According to the program, we have a discussion on the affairs of the society and on educational questions. Perhaps someone first has something to say with reference to Herr Baerbeck's lecture, and so on. Herr Hollenberg wishes to speak. Dr. Steiner. Herr Hollenberg will speak on the subject of the antagonism we face. Herr Hollenberg does this. Dr. Steiner. The best thing will be if I leave what I have to say on this subject till the conclusion of the discussion. A good deal will still be brought forward over the next few days. The next person who wishes to speak about the affairs of the society and also the youth movement is Dr. Lairs. May I invite Dr. Lairs to speak? 
Dr. Lairs speaks about the Free Anthroposophical Society. Dr. Steiner My dear friends, I do not want a misunderstanding to arise in respect of what I said here a few days ago. Dr. Lairs has understood me entirely correctly, and any other interpretation would not be correct. I did not mean that what was suggested then no longer applies today. I said that I had naturally felt it to be tragic that I had to make the suggestion of creating a division between the Anthroposophical Society in Germany and the Free Anthroposophical Society. But this suggestion was necessary. It was the consequence of the situation as it was then. And now it is equally necessary that the, this Free Anthroposophical Society should continue to exist and work in the manner described by our young friend from various angles. So please consider Dr. Lairs's interpretation of what I said a few days ago to be entirely correct. I assume that Herr Hans Ludwig Pusch wishes to speak to what Dr. Lairs has said, so may I ask Herr Hans Ludwig Pusch to speak now. Herr Hans Ludwig Pusch speaks about the aims and endeavors of German young people in Hamburg. Dr. Steiner, could I ask you to continue with your report at this point tomorrow? We have to keep to the times on the program. We shall continue this meeting tomorrow after Dr. Schubert's lecture on title Anthroposophy, A Leader Towards Christ. Close quote. May I now ask those friends who wish to speak, or who feel they must speak for definite reasons, to let me know this evening after the lecture, so that I can gain an impression of the number of speakers and make room in the agenda. Please bear in mind that we must make the most fruitful use of the days at our disposal. Apart from what has already been announced in connection with my three last lectures, it will also be necessary to have some smaller specialist meetings with the doctors present here. Other smaller meetings will also have to be planned. Now let me announce the next part of the agenda. This afternoon at 4.30 the Nativity play. In the evening at 8.30 my lecture. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock the lecture by Dr. Schubert on Anthroposophy, A Leader to Christ. This will be followed by the continuation of today's meeting, which we have had to interrupt in the middle of a speech. Unfortunately we shall probably have to do this again to enable us to carry out the proceedings in a rational manner. The meeting is now adjourned till tomorrow. I still have a few announcements to make and would ask you to remain in your seats. First of all, please do all you can to avoid crowding at the entrance. I have been told that older people who are more frail than the young have been put in danger, so please avoid this and give consideration to others. Secondly, Dr. Im Obersteg, Zentralbahn Platz 9, Basel, who has frequently arranged rail and sea travel for us, has offered to make the necessary arrangements for those who need them for their return journey. In our experience, Dr. Im Obersteg's service is exceptionally reliable. Chiefly, it will be a matter of taking over ship and rail tickets for the Western countries, such as Norway, Sweden, England, Holland, France, Spain, Italy, and so on. You can either go direct or arrange it through us. Will those who have wishes in this respect please approach Dr. Voxmuth? The end of part 12.